Hello everyone, and welcome to the Postmodern Art Podcast, the podcast dedicated to giving artists who are wowing the world over the platform they deserve. I am your host, Nathan Ragland, and before we continue, I want to say you guys responded well to my little merch teaser last week. Want another one? Well, here you go, video viewers. Let me know what you think in the comments below. Anyways, let's dip away from the bright image to something a little more dark. Today's guest is the Dark Somnia, a narrator of creepypasta, no sleep, and horror stories who's got the art of storytelling down to a T. This guest was a special one to me because my dad recommended him. This is someone he admired and loves to listen to, so I wanted to sit down and chat with him. So, thank you, and I love you, Dad. Also, heads up, there's a bit of interference on the guest end, so I apologize if the podcast is hard to listen to. It clears up part of the way through the podcast, but you can still hear everything throughout, so I hope you enjoy nevertheless. But now, without further ado, please enjoy the Postmodern Art Podcast. You know how excited I've been for this, honestly, because I I think I mentioned this before in an email, but the main reason why I got you here is because uh, my dad, he was the one that is a major fan of you, and he was the one that recommended you, so I thought this would be great to just have you on, so... It's one of those whenever I was starting this podcast, you know, again, I'm trying to get just about anyone I can. And for him, I was like, is there like one person you could think of that you would just love to know more about? And he was like, you were like the first name that he thought of. So because he he likes to to, oddly enough, even though you do no sleep content, he likes to fall asleep to your content. So (laughs) I'm, I'm honored. Tell him I said thank you. I, I'll be sure to do that and then some. Uh, is this the first time you've appeared on a podcast, or am I just grasping for something here? <laughs> I believe I did one before. No, I think I've done, like, one or two Okay, uh, in the past. Okay. Okay. That's cool. It's cool nevertheless. <laughs> I, I do want to say the, the stories that you pick or whatnot and, like, how you present them or whatnot, it, I, you know, I don't watch that kind of content that much, but I love how you do it. Like, it's absolutely amazing oh cool thank you so much yeah no problem is is the least i could do i try to at least do research on my guests before i bring them on <laughs> mm. yes all right ronnie before we get started i must ask the icebreaker question i ask for every single podcast what is your most unpopular art opinion most pop- popular art opinion most unpopular art opinion i'm not sure what you mean like art like you know, like if there's a certain take on like a certain style of something that you prefer that other people are like, why would you even go that way? Or if you like dislike a certain thing about it, whether it be art, music, you know, YouTube, whatever it may be that goes against the grain of what everyone else thinks of it. Oh, uh, well, I guess um, personally, I don't like the, the reason I do uh, creepypastas and fictional stories is because it's like fake. You know, it's it's not real. Mm-hmm. It's um it's, like fun scary mm-hmm. um i don't really like the idea of you know like the ones that do true scary stories and kind of like frame it like it's some sort of like campfire story you know when they're talking about how someone has been like was stalked or how someone was like sexually assaulted or something or murdered like like th- those experiences weren't fun for those people so i don't really think they should be used as like fun story like you know spooky little entertainment pieces for people um, so that's why I personally don't do true scary stories. I mean, I have, like, when I 
started, I tried it out, but that's when I realized, you know, how I felt about it. Okay. Um, but I'm not saying anything against people that do like it because I know that, you know, there's just a, that's like, just cause they like listening up to like hearing about that stuff doesn't mean that they're, you know, bad or that they would go do that to stuff people to people i just find it um in bad taste when stuff's like when people are like using those types of things as like you know scary campfire stories or something okay no no i can totally get where you're coming from because there's you know there's only a certain amount to where like a story can be enjoyable but like the 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 true stories is like you know someone had to suffer through that kind of thing it's kind of in, if I may say, in poor taste to like turn around and be like, hey, let's hear this incredible little story. Like, no, it was a horrifying experience for at least one person in that story. There's no need for yeah. you to turn around and just make it be like happy go fun time out in the middle of nowhere. So, yeah. All right. But basically, true stories in terms of story, uh, uh, words are wonderful. True stories in terms of, of story time. Is that a hill you're willing to die on? Well, I mean, I should clarify because uh i myself would be open to doing videos about that stuff okay it's just when it's in the context of like you know got the creepy music got the scary sound effects you know i'm telling it like it's this, this campfire story i think that's kind of like in bad taste but oh. if people are doing like an informational uh, way i think that's fine if that makes sense no no i, it's I kind of like, okay in it so I get it. Okay. Like, no. in the future, I can see myself doing videos like that, but I would definitely go about them a lot differently than I handle my narrations. I wouldn't mm. treat them like I, my narrations. I wouldn't be doing voices. I wouldn't be, you know, like adding scary music, stuff like that, because just out of respect for the people who, you know, dealt with the stuff I'm talking about. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I totally understand where you're coming from on that one. Yeah. Just more or less, not so much like telling the true story, but making it seem again, like I said, more campy, more like a, you know, fun. Yeah. Like, yeah. like sensationalized or like just, yeah. But nevertheless, that's a hill you're willing to die on. I, I guess I think. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what better, I mean, it's a good it's a good opinion in my if I may say so myself because I totally understand where you're coming from on that one. But with that, I can't think of a better way to start the postmodern art podcast. Welcome everyone. I am your host Nathan Raglan. Uh, feel free to uh, subscribe or follow on whatever streaming platform you prefer. Uh, I have merch out. Links in the description and also follow us on Twitter at postmodartpod for future updates and guest announcements, including today's guest. <clears throat> He is a narrator of creepypasta, horror, and no-sleep stories, as well as a composer of his own music. His main channel has close to 400,000 subscribers. Welcome to the podcast, Ronnie, a.k.a. The Dark Somnium. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for asking. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for taking time out of your schedule to sit down and chat. I have been waiting for this one for a long while now, and I'm just glad to, to sit down and actually get to chat with you. But before we really divulge into your content as a whole, let's go back a little bit to the origin stories of the Dark Somnium. What exactly got you interested in art and, you know, video production as a whole in the first place? Well, so I've always liked, you know, scary stories, stuff like that, um, like horror movies. Mm -hmm. And I used to work, uh, like, overnight shifts at this place where I would do web hosting. Mm -hmm. Um so while I was, you know, working throughout the night, I would listen to YouTube channels like Mr. Creepypasta and stuff like that. Just listen to those scary stories. But at the time, I noticed that they all, like, used the same music. Um, and so, uh, and also a little bit uh, 
backstory. Uh, I want to become a film composer someday. Okay. I started writing when I was like 12. So I've been writing for a long time. And I had an idea that I could maybe approach some of these channels and offer to write them some custom music so that they, you know, would have some of their own, like, you know, custom music for their videos. Um, and so I did that. I reached out to like 50 and uh, only one of them responded. And so he said it would be cool if I made him like a little piano intro. Uh, so okay. I did that and I sent it. And then he didn't reply. I'm not sure if he didn't get it or if he didn't like it. But at the time, I was like, well, you know, I guess I could just make my own channel and read stories myself. And then I could just write music for all the stories and kind of like make theme songs for them and stuff. And that's pretty much just how I started my channel. Okay. No, that, that's in- incredible to hear on your end. Just, you know, one of those like trying to help out others in the first place i think that's incredible uh if i may ask like you said you wanted to be a film composer like at first i i assume music was essentially your first love when did it for you come from just you know a love for it to eventually a passion and making it kind of your career um well i'd say like when are you saying asking when i decided that or when like it started to kind of happen both (laughs) well i guess to kind of explain how i got into it when I was like uh, 10 or 11, you know, obviously a kid uh, growing up, I had a lot of emotional issues, you know, dealing with depression and stuff. And I was talking to my grandmother once and she said that I should try to find a creative outlet for my emotions, something I can put my emotions into, create something so that they don't, you know, turn destructive or anything like that. And so I had this little like plastic keyboard at her house and every summer that i would go out there i would just play on it and make little melodies and then over time i started to learn how i can do that on my computer with programs like fl studio okay and it's something that i would do whenever i was like sad or frustrated or upset and it would really help me feel better and then that, that just kind of grew into like a love of writing music in general and once that happened like once it became something i just really enjoyed doing that's when i decided that i wanted to do something i wanted to you know like have a future where i did that for a living uh, whether it was like my job i just made music and sold it or if i was like a film composer Mm -hmm. and so yeah and that's also obviously what kind of helped with my decision to do the whole youtube thing okay okay no i mean i totally get where you're coming from It's, it's it's always nice to hear kind of uh, a, a passion that you have sort of be supported by those close to you. I know that's personally part of the reason why I'm still doing this podcast after, you know, 20 something episodes. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, for you, like you said, I imagine, you know, inspiration for you probably comes from everywhere. It was like a major inspiration for not only the style of music that you do, but also like how you go about your narrations as well. Well, um, when I, like started writing music one of the games that i really liked playing was silent hill 2 oh, and okay. from that you know really uh i really i just really enjoyed it. i really liked the way it sounded and so when i started writing music myself i wanted to make some music similar to that and um over time it's evolved into like my own style i think but that's where it originally started where i like got inspiration from the type of music that i wanted to make was the silent hill video games mm-hmm and I think you asked something else on top of that, but I already forgot it. <laughs> no, I was going to say, like, so the music is is inspired mainly by Silent Hill and, like, the style of, like, the creepy games like that. I was going to say, what's an inspiration for how you go about your narrations as well? Oh, so with the narrations, I don't really just like to do straight-up scary, like, um, 
I like to do more emotional mm-hmm. um, or like, like more where uh, rather than just, you know, being scared um, and then like, you know, being done with it when you're done listening, I like to make videos that uh, like stay with you for a while after you listen to it. Oh, yeah. Uh, something about and maybe you'll remember the story a few days later and, you know, just like emotional ones. Not always sad, but like rather than um, using scary music throughout the stories, I'll write kind of melancholy, sad music mm-hmm. to offset creepiness of it and kind of give this like somber, dark tone that's kind of like in between horror and sad, I guess. Mm-hmm. Just like melancholy, really. Okay. Okay. No, I mean, I, 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 sorry, I was going to say for someone that has actually sat down and watched some of your videos as well, I totally get where you're coming from on that one, trying to not really like bring a shock factor to a person, but like have something that will stick with a person, like with how like psychological it could be at times with how you get presented. I mean, I can only imagine how, how rough it must be for you at times to get that, like to hit that bar just right. Yeah, no, it is, especially because it depends on the story. And um, I have really bad ADHD, so it's hard for me to um, like, just sit down and read stuff. Uh, actually, before I started my channel, I had only ever read like one or two books in my entire life. Oh, wow. And those, were because, yeah. those were because I was in situations where I literally had nothing else to do aside from read books. Okay. Um, uh, and the way I, the way I'm talking right now, how I kind of stutter, this is also how I sound when I record mm-hmm. and I, all of the, like, I usually stutter or like make a mistake once every 10 or 15 seconds throughout like a sentence. And when I'm done recording a story, I'll have to go through and edit it together, like string it together. Um, and, uh, the story, like, so prior to starting my channel, I never really read and I didn't really have much experience reading out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, when I look for stories, I have a problem actually getting through the full story, like to see if I want to narrate it. Okay. So I normally just, just skim stories. And uh, obviously with the types of videos I want to make, how they're kind of like somber, melancholy, it's you know kind of conflicting if I don't pick the right story. So sometimes it's hard to you know get the type of video I want with the story. But um, I think it works out for the most part. I mean, I would certainly say it does. I mean, several other people certainly agree with it with all the different aspects that you put into a video. Um, as a matter of fact, one of the aspects that I did want to divulge into, and you've already talked about it a little bit, is the music. Um, again, like I said, my dad is the reason why he brought you here. One of the things he told me is before you actually started the narration channel, you like, like you established, you actually wanted to like go all in when it comes to music, whether it comes to film score and stuff like that. What exactly... What is it about, like, the score or, like, music as a whole that sort of grabs your attention in the first place? Um, I guess, like, music, to me, uh, is just really expressive, you know? It, like, it, um, emo- you can express really any type of emotion or feeling with it. Um, in some cases, better than words, in my opinion, because words can mean different things to different people. Also, also music too but uh, universally certain sounds and like you know tones and melodies kind of evoke the same response emotionally from everyone uh i mean no one's gonna really hear a sad piano song and then get mad you know like they're not like yeah i really want to break some stuff to this you know at least i mean <laughs> some people but for the most part no um and so uh with um i'm sorry actually 
could you repeat your question? I think I trailed off a little bit. No, I, I was saying, uh, well, I had asked, like, what is it about? Dang, I even forgot my own question. <laughs> no, no, no it's, it's one of those, like, what is it about music that sort of grabs your attention in the first place and make you gravitate more towards that? Like, whenever you, especially whenever you were starting out, like, wanting to produce stuff. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, um, music and audio to me is, uh, well, it's kind of hard to explain. I think, and this is a little bit off topic, but I think that um, I may have like some sort of undiagnosed, uh, I think it's called aphantasia, where you can't really, things in your head. Um, I only am recently this out, but uh, okay. like, I can't really picture stuff in my head the way other people can, I've come to learn. Mm. Um, like I've always wondered how can draw things, like how they can just like draw a picture because whenever I want to draw, I can't picture anything in my head like to draw. I can like remember people's faces that I've seen. I can kind of remember places I've been to, but I can't really envision enough detail about it to actually draw it or like, you know, recreate it fully in my head. Okay. Um, so, but with music, it's like the exact opposite. Uh, I can like, and I'm pretty sure most people can do this, but like, you know, I can like hear a song in my head uh, that I have that doesn't exist, you know, like, um, and when I write music, I try to just take the song, like the stuff that I'm already hearing in my head and make it real. I'm guessing that's how like artists draw. They can just see it in their head and they make it real. Right. Um, music. And because I can't really imagine things uh, in my head very easily, uh, gravitating towards audio and stuff like that that i can perceive and like hear and you know envision a lot easier i think is just pretty natural for me okay if that makes sense that that makes honestly that makes a lot more sense than a lot of people were probably than you probably imagined yeah you know, it's because you know everyone's minds works a little differently and for you kind of you know seeing a scenario more or less with the audio that's with it i guess like correct me if i'm wrong in assuming this but like for you it's vis- it's easier to envision like basically the soundtrack of life more than the visuals of life yeah so, okay yeah, for sure and i mean i can tell you right now with the the music that you implement in your narrations like you i, I can tell with the talent that you definitely like hit the mark just right um like whenever you Whenever you do decide to create a video, uh, like with the narration, it, I'm just gonna go ahead and divulge into basically the video creating process for you. Do you go in with like audio, like the music first, or, or like have a music in mind and then try to fit a narration around it, or do you have like the narration in mind and try to like piece together the music that would help heighten it, if I may ask? So it's a little bit of both. Um... When I do this narration, I, like, read the story and stuff, and then I go through and, uh, well, after I'm done recording it, I go through and, um, you know, start to work on the sound design, like, putting in, like, the sounds of just stuff happening, like, footsteps, doors closing, things like that. Mm-hmm. And then I'll do is, um, I, I will, like, just, like, you know, li- listen to the part of what's going on, and whatever emotion that evokes out of me, um, because I think that I'm fairly empathetic, and whenever I imagine myself as the people in these stories, it's very easy for me to, like, re- emotionally react as if I were them. You know, it's it's easy for me to get sad or scared or stuff like that in that moment uh, if I'm imagining that I am them. Um, but uh, what, with whatever emotion that evokes, whatever that emotion would sound like to me is what I try to 
uh, is what I try to do with the music, if that makes sense. Um, so originally what I would do is I would, I would write music as the story was going. Um, I'd like you know, write brand new music for each one. Okay. Over the last few, over the last few years, I've stopped doing that as much, just because I've I have such a big library of songs that I've made that there's always a song that fits any given moment. I think mm-hmm. so. Uh, I don't really need to do that as much. Also, just because it's insanely time consuming to uh, you know, like score every single one. Oh, I can but, only imagine. Yeah. So since I have like this big library of songs that I've made, I will use ones that you know that I think fit fairly well for that moment but yeah okay okay no i mean when you talk about time consuming and stuff like that trust me I, i'm a filmmaker like just doing the film alone can be very time consuming or i imagine for you doing a narration alone can be very time consuming but on top of that trying to create your own score to go with it that's why most of my short films use royalty free music <laughs> i mean doing the scoring is really fun though and i still like to do it from time to time um normally on ones that are much more like, uh, I would say, atmospheric or like uh, mysterious mm-hmm. ones, ones that have um, some sort of like, uh, I'm trying to think of a good example, but the stories that have uh, musical elements in the story itself, I will normally write a song, like a brand new song for it right then. Okay. Um, like there's this one I did uh, called If These Walls about um this person who like whenever they go to sleep the walls of their room disappear and it turns uh, like they're just in this forest oh yeah and uh, they can hear singing voice mm-hmm. and so for that one i'm a piano song with like these singing vocals in it um and i really like doing that but not you know like it's hard to find stories that specifically reference musical elements in the story itself um and so ones that don't, I normally will just, you know, use one of the songs I've already made. In your back catalog, which you have most of, if not all of your music posted up on your music channel. Um, it, it, was the music channel always a, a plan that you wanted to have, just kind of having it up there and such? Or was that something that you're like, okay, people actually like the music that goes with it. Let me provide them it in a way. Well, I actually started a YouTube channel back in like 2006 um, mm-hmm. when I first okay music. Uh, when I was like 12 or no, I was about 14 then. Goodness. Um, in 2000. But yeah, right. I'm an old man now. But um, <laughs> uh, but so I started a YouTube channel and I put like posted my music up on there back then. And so when I started this channel, my plan was to keep posting music on my original channel for mm-hmm. like, and um, kind of use this channel to direct people to that. Because my ultimate goal was to use this to make my music more popular. And hopefully someday, somebody who makes movies or somebody, you know, that can help me get into film composing will come along and be like, oh, I like your music. Come write this music for a 007 movie or something. I don't know. But uh, that was like, you know, what I was hoping would have. Not obviously like that, but that was what my goal was, was to try to get know attention to my music. So I didn't actually think that narrations would be that popular. Um... I thought that if anybody was interested in my videos, it would be for the music. So I started doing that and I posted music up on my other channel. But then after a while, I just decided to post the music on the Dark Somni channel itself. Mm-hmm. And so I did that for about a year. And I realized that that kind of impacts, you know, the um, uh, visibility of my narration mm-hmm. videos. I'm also using it onto that channel. 
So then I stopped and just decided to make the Somnium music channel. There we go. There we go. And I mean, again, I'll, I'll be sure to have the links below for the people if they're curious. But I mean, still, like I said, you know, you... I. I know, like you said before, that music was like your passion before you really went down this path that you're currently on right now. But like, I can certainly, definitely tell the amount of love and attention you give to just about any sort of uh, narration to help make it the music a lot more uh, what's the word atmospheric, like to make people sort of like mentally lived into the situation and really get more invested than if you were just to post your narration like just as is. So I applaud you for what you do, my good sir. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Uh, well, speak of your narrations, let's actually get to that. Uh, well, get to what exactly drew you to it. What words are wonderful. <laughs> um, what exactly drew you to these creepy pastas, these horror stories, the no sleep stories, what drew you to that? And then on top of that, deciding, you know what, I should narrate these. Um, so I've always just been like interested in scary stories. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think that, you know, just some people are just, you know, like that. They're interested in, you know, scary stories, uh, things like that. And um, obviously still just like fictional ones. But uh, when I found out, like, you know, that there were people on YouTube that would read, you know, like creepypasta stories, I was definitely interested in that and I listened to it. And then I actually didn't really know about No Sleep until I started my channel. And okay. then I, when I was out looking for like things I could read, I found the No Sleep subreddit and um, the stories there really appealed to me a lot more than just like standard creepypastas that were available at the time. Mm -hmm. Because like back in 2016, when I started uh, creepypastas, I think we're still in that kind of like, um, uh, like they started out as kind of like, not really memes, but just like, you know, like uh, urban legends for the internet, right, you know, like right. about video games or about, you know, certain things. Um, over time, they've definitely evolved. But back then, they were still just, you know, like uh, creepypastas about, you know, Sonic or uh, still Slenderman, all that stuff. Right. And at the time, No Sleep, the stories there appealed to me a lot more because they were more um, real. Mm -hmm. If that means, like, they were like all the stories on there are supposed to be real. That's the whole like crux of No Sleep is that everything that's posted there is is real. Right. Um, you know, with hand quotes, but. <laughs> uh and so since they were real the way people would write stories there was just a lot more relatable to real people and i really liked that and a lot of the stories were just emotional you know which is the types of uh, type of thing that i'm really interested in oh no absolutely i can i i totally understand where you're coming from and i agree with you uh to an extent i was gonna say the when it comes to no sleep i know personally one of my favorite stories I heard this off of a different YouTuber. I, if you've done this one, I apologize if I hadn't seen it. But it was one about basically this woman lived next to this person who was basically just trying to be a YouTuber, like you know the the the, the Logan Jake Paul, like you know getting on the trends kind. Um, they the YouTuber left for a couple days, came back or not came back. They left for a couple days, but then like a box, a giant box showed up on this woman's uh or in front of the the YouTuber's garage lane essentially. And the YouTuber had asked, you know, hey, do you mind just, you know, holding on to the mail and stuff before they left? She brings the box inside. Here's a crack. Besides, you know, nothing of it. Days pass. The box is smelling a little bit. Have you heard this story before? Am I just running something or no? No, I, I yeah, I think my friend, my friend wrote that one. Oh, um, really? Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. And like, it's, you know, like he tried to mail himself. Yes. Yes. That's exactly what it yeah. is. 
uh that one that one was a good one like that one like messed with me a little bit and like so the ones that you present as well like i don't know what's the process for you i know you kind of I, you skimmed it when you said that you skimmed through stories, but like for you, like when, when do you settle on like a story and realize I have to like bring this one to life? Um, that's, that's something that's still a tricky for me. Cause I'm sure that I've missed out on a lot of stories that I would have really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when, when just skimming it, but, uh, I, you know, it's just really hard with my ADHD to like force myself to, um, uh, just sit down and read a full story. Like, because once I read it once, I lose pretty much all interest in reading it again. So okay. if I was to sit and read it fully, even if I liked it, I probably wouldn't want to read it again to record it, you know, if that makes sense. I get um, it. So all of the audio on my channels is, nor- is the, for the most part, the first time I'm reading the story other than when I skimmed it. Okay. Um, and uh, so, like, there are, like, normally I'll, there are two factors, obviously, like, the name, because the name gives you, an, like, a little bit of detail into what it's about. And if it's something that I think is an interesting, you know, subject, then I will uh, uh, be more interested in narrating it. And then when I'm skimming it, I just look look for certain things that uh, I would find interesting, like um, encounters with like, you know, cosmic entities or um, settings where like the characters by themselves and some like creepy stuff's happening or like the main characters possibly going crazy because all this really weird stuff is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, if I see anything like that in the story, uh, then I'll normally just be like, all right, cool. I'll record this. And then I start recording. And for the most part, I haven't really had any issues doing it that way. Most like 90% of the stories that I've recorded, I really like. Um, there've only been a few times where I've been, where I'll be like, okay, I think I'm going to like this. And then I'll start recording. And then like halfway through, it just takes a turn uh... into something that I, don't really like or you know i'm not interested in and then so i'll just stop but that very rarely happens i think maybe that's only happened with like five stories that i've ever recorded where i've gotten halfway through and then just decided i don't like it and stop okay. so yeah i mean a lot of people probably have that same mentality when they're watching certain movies and such so i mean i can understand where you're coming from on that aspect um yeah. uh, uh okay so Deep breath, Nathan. Sorry. <laughs> again, I, I'm, I'm like nervous and excited for all this stuff. Cause like, again, like hearing this stuff, like I can see like the, I can already tell like even this little explanation, like sort of the, the, the creative process for you. Like I can imagine how thorough you can be at times and how interesting it must be for you to see some of these stories. Is there any stories, at least off the top of your mind that sort of jump out at you? And it's like, this was probably one of the best stories I ever had a chance to either read or narrate. Like what are some of your favorites? Oh, definitely like Ted the Caver, um, A Shattered Life. Okay. Uh, what Happens When the Stars Go Out. Let's see. I really like Feed the Pig. Um, there's a bunch of them that I just think are really great stories. Uh, let's see. There's this one called um, Maria, on the, Maria on the Moon that I really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the Northern Lights is definitely one of my favorite ones. Well, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I know, I'm sure, I don't know if you've heard all those, but, um, I'm sure my dad has, I do <laughs> Were you asking like what stories I left or were you asking me to like, you know, uh, describe them? I, I, I mean, you can describe them if you want, but I was saying like, if there's like a couple off the top of your head, that's like, you know, absolutely like it changed sort of your perspective or like ha- it, how great they were or ha- like some of the better stories that you've had to narrate. Cause like you said, I know you said, or I know you said that 90% of your stories 
that you narrate like you just you, you like them so i know if there was any that like stuck in your mind is like this one was just oh, that yeah. cut above definitely the northern lights um and this is all just speaking from things that i'm personally interested in so mm -hmm. all of these ones are definitely going to be sadder like almost more sad than scary just because i really like you know the ones that are emotional um but obviously they still have that horror element to them mm -hmm. but the northern lights is probably one that i would say is that and a shattered life yeah those two oh and what happens when the stars go out those three are probably like the three that i would say um like stayed with me personally the most okay. after listening after reading them all right all right and i could totally get that and for those wondering again i'm gonna be sure to link his channel in the description because trust me the the way that you tell these stories and especially some of the more interest like one of the better narration channels out there if i may say i was gonna say for me personally there's two that stuck to mind and one like the, the one that i thought of the top of my head is the imaginary friend was like a a, a different entity or something like that like the one where basically like the i i, I wish i had the title i i wrote the the one word but it's like the imaginary friend that you had or that the person had no i so it's like there's a few that i've done that have that but the, one of the ones that's the most popular is um i think it's my imaginary friend is actually a pretty chill guy is that the name of one of them no 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 i think it was like the like my my imaginary friend is actually from another world or something along the lines of that let's see let me double check is it um my imaginary friend is keeping secrets from me maybe maybe is it the one that where one essentially huh i was gonna say i'm pretty sure it was the one to where it's like you know it started off like you know the person was like very nervous about sharing it with like the close friends but then like there was the one interaction with the the older bully to where like the person was scared and then the imaginary friend literally killed the the bully like in the bathroom or something along the lines of that and then like it oh yeah that's yeah that's that one i'm pretty sure that's that one okay I, I wish I remember titles better, but at the same time, like that one again, like goodness, like the, the, the imagery that you, that was installed in that one, not only from the story aspect, but from you with the a sound design aspect as well. Like, especially whenever it, it was like, you know, presenting the, the friend or the friend presenting like the world that they were from just kind of that almost like, like otherworldly, like holy feel to it. Like it was just, it, it was almost cinematic to a point. Like I, again, once again, pl I applaud you for that one. That one was beautifully done oh thank you so much yeah i really like doing like the whole cinematic um another goal that i have when i make the videos is to try to make them seem like movies that you're listening to mm -hmm. um with uh you know sound design music all that stuff oh no absolutely i can I, and like i said whenever i hear one of your narrations like that's something that i can instantly like grab it instantly pick up on like just again like you're basically you're basically creating the modern century like radio drama if, if i may um with, with how lived in like they tried to make it back in the day with what limited resources they have compared to today with all that you can do on top of that um i want to also give a shout out to whoever you have for voice acting and such some of the voice acting you have in there whenever it's not just you narrating is absolutely incredible uh how do you exactly do you go forth like looking for like voice actors for certain parts um, well, so I, uh, uh, recently a lot of the female lines have been done by my girlfriend who also has a narration channel. Okay. Um, and her channel is called Romnex. Mm -hmm. But, um, other than that, like if there's other uh, male voices, I'll normally just have like other narrators that I know do it. Um, one that I've worked with a lot is Mr. Black Pasta. 
Um, he's, he's a really good voice actor. Um, I think it's all just luck. I also like working with my subscribers from time to time and letting them, you know, be in on the videos. And a lot of them are really good too. I, I, for for the subscribers out there that are listening, you know, I, round of applause for you guys. You guys are seriously killing it out there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'm going to just go ahead and throw this line out there. If you need a voice actor for whatever unique voice this is, I am trying to get into voice acting myself, so there you go. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I'm always open to have people in the video. I, I mainly still – I try to treat YouTube – even though it's become my job more or less, I try to still treat it like it's just something I do for fun. Mm -hmm. um i try not to take it too seriously so i really don't mind any like if anybody wants to be in my videos i am totally fine with doing like you know having anybody have to like record the lines with their phone and send it to me i'm not like you know gonna be like well if you don't have the best quality in the world you're not gonna be in my video like i'm not that type of person because i still try to just handle it like it's you know just a fun thing i'm doing right right I mean, because at the end of the day like you know like you said even though it is your career this is something that you know you find you find fun and passion and I, I sorry if i'm putting words in your mouth this is something you find fun and passion and like just being able to to go forth and and basically like i said bring to life these stories that you know some people probably already had the image of but like it's mm. it's a difference from having the image to having like something more physical there if you get what i'm getting at yeah um i was gonna say for you uh, like i i can also imagine for you not only is it you know, it, it may be fun, but I can imagine at times, especially when it comes to editing this stuff together, like I can imagine how hard it must be to like get it just right. What's the process for you when it comes to editing a narration once you've got all the the reading and extra parts said and done? Um, so the editing is something that takes a little while because, like I said before, I stutter a lot when I read. Mm -hmm. Um, I also my brain does this really weird thing when I'm reading where it will assume what the next word is going to be. I don't really know why, and I can't really stop it. So like when I'm reading, my brain will just assume what the next word should be or would be if it was a sentence I was saying, you know, or just a sentence that's like the most common word you would hear in that sentence. Um, you know, like if I was, if it's saying I was going to my brain, will just assume that the next word is like the store or outside or something and then i'll just say that even though that's not the word that i'm reading and i can't really stop myself from doing stuff like that so i uh have a lot of mistakes and stuff that i do uh or that i have and then i have to edit them out right and normally like if there's like a 30 minute narration like let's say that the story is 30 minutes when i'm done before editing the audio file will probably be closer to 50 minutes or around an hour of just like t various takes of every sentence that I've said or various words that I messed up on. And there will be usually around three or 400 instances of like little errors that I have to go back and then cut them out. So I'll listen through it again and like cut out the mistakes and piece together like, ha like half sentences to make one complete sentence that sounds correct. Cause like I might have to, I might read a sentence and then get the last half of the sentence wrong and then redo mm -hmm. it but then get like the middle word of the sentence wrong. And then, so like later on in editing, uh, cause if I was just to sit there, if I was just to like sit there and reread it until I said the full sentence perfectly, mm -hmm. uh, it would, recording would take all day for me. Um, so I will piece together like half sentences and half words to make complete sentences. And that's how all my videos are. I don't think there's, I don't think there's ever been a complete paragraph in the any audio in any of my videos where it wasn't 
edited together, like spliced together by a bunch of different takes. Um, usually that happens once a, once or twice a sentence, honestly, throughout my videos. So they're all just like Frankenstein together. <laughs> there we go. I, I was going to say, whenever you're talking about basically your brain trying to say the words before, like, you know, before that it's actually what's written out i just my first thought is whenever you said that it's like so basically your brain is like the autocomplete like middle button function on a phone more than anything else it's like it's already predicting what you're expected to say even though that's not what you're yeah, supposed to much. say <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah <laughs> it's because like um i don't know why i think it's because uh i have a really hard time like focusing my attention on stuff um, and so when I'm focusing my attention on what I'm reading, it's hard for me to also be focusing on what I'm saying. Uh, I can't like, I can't perfectly do both. If that makes sense. No, I, I, um, I, I can. Yeah. I was going to say, I totally get where you're coming from. I struggle with that at times. That's why there's at least been twice in this podcast where you've heard me say words are wonderful. That's basically me just sitting down and be like, reset, Nathan, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I feel you. Cause it's like, I'm trying to think of all the words I want to say. And then it just comes out. It's just bleh, you know, yeah. <laughs> audio vomit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but on, you know, uh, on top of all this, you know, amazing stuff that you got going on, you know, with your narrations and the music as well. There have been times where you've dipped into the gaming sphere as well. Is there a particular, like, it, is there a difference in your mentality when it comes to doing a narration versus like just doing a random live stream of a game here and there? Um, yeah, I don't really care for my voice. I don't like hearing my voice. So, uh, obviously as you can tell, I don't really sound too much like I do when I read right now because, oops, one sec, I got to turn the microphone. Um, when I read, I talk a lot more softly because I'm just self-conscious of the idea of people hearing me read stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's why I sound different is because I'm being like a bit, I'd say more shy or like more um, reserved. Whereas right now I'm just talking to you. Right. Uh, so that's, you know, like when I do my live streams, I'm more personal. I'm not as, um, uh, I'm, I just talk more um, comfortably, I guess, than I do when I narrate. Okay. No, no, I, I can get where you're coming from. It's, I can imagine for you, like at least when it comes to the narration, like you probably have that mentality of like this is a performance. I want to make sure that I do this to the best of my abilities. Meanwhile, when it comes to the game, and you're just like, we're just here, we're just relaxing, we're just having a good time. Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, I was, I was gonna make the well. I'll I'll say this. Uh, I like you do have the gaming, but like with the narrations and the music and stuff, and definitely with a little bit more of the rise, in my opinion, these days when it comes to like certain narrators and certain you know. Uh, like creepypasta stories and such, you know, thanks to a certain uh, dead spouse, if I may say so. Um, is there a, for those that are looking to potentially like get into narration and wanting to like create their own basically environments and like retelling these stories, is there something you would recommend them? Like if they starting out? Um, I would say that if they're interested in doing it, uh, just make sure, you know, that you're doing it for fun um one when i started it took me about two years to get to even like i think two thousand subscribers okay. and then in the third year i got a hundred thousand and then in the fourth year i got to uh pretty much where i'm now because i'm coming up on my fifth year um so like when you first start you know like and this is back when i was posting daily like when i first started i was posting every day oh, sometimes wow. twice a day 
uh, and I would post like, you know, 30 minute stories and stuff. Um, because back then it was just more so of a thing I was doing for fun in my off time mm. than it is now. Not to say that I don't enjoy it because I still do, but now that it's my job, um, instead of going to work for eight hours and then coming home and making videos to relax, I just make videos, you know? Okay. Uh, so I guess that, um, I, you know, it's, uh, more of a, um, I try to put more thought into everything I do instead of just being like, oh, I'll read this, I'll read that, and I'll, like, you know, I'll read pretty much anything. Um, but back then, I would, you know, post a video and I would get like three or four views on it and then like maybe like two dislikes um, and then somebody just like spamming random gibberish in the comments. So like if you go into it being like, oh, I want to be like a really popular narrator or I want to, you know, get lots of views on these videos, you're going to get real discouraged really quick. Mm -hmm. um, as long as you're doing it for fun and you don't really care about that stuff, then you'll, you know, you'll get there eventually. Like, you'll find an audience eventually. Um, it just takes time. But uh, I, it's definitely really easy to get discouraged and disappointed when you start out on YouTube or when you start out with stuff like this. If you don't get that, like, you know, feedback and stuff you're looking for right away. But other than that, as long as you're just doing it for fun, I think that that's the most important thing. Obviously, uh, outside of that, when starting, you know, there's places you can find stories like No Sleep, uh, for as for like programs to use to write music or to like do the narrations. Uh, I use Adobe Adobe Audition to record. Mm -hmm. There's also like Aud uh, Audacity. Audacity, which is a free program. Yeah, that's a free program, which is still it's just as good. Um, but yeah, I think did that answer your question? No, that perfectly answered my question. I was going to say, like, for what you were talking about, like, going into it more or less for fun or making sure you're not trying to just do it just to get the views and such. That's something that I'm not going to say I struggle with. But that's something that I've noticed with me. Like, I've only had this channel since September or I've had this podcast since September of last year. And I'm not I wasn't exactly expecting to you know blow up and instantly get a million views and stuff like that. But, like, at the end of the day, like, I'm doing this because I, I'm actually getting to sit down and talk with the people that I truly admire more than anything else, like, what they're doing and such. And so, like, I'm having fun just on my end. I know that if I keep up with it, I'm sure the views will come in. But even if they don't and I'm just doing this to an audience of, you know, 50 to 100 people for the rest of my life, I don't care. I'm getting to enjoy, like, amazing conversations with amazing creators such as yourself, so... For those that are looking, well, I was going to say, for those that, you know, are looking to do what I'm doing or look what, you know, Ronnie right here is doing, definitely heed these words. Do it for fun more than anything else. Do not care about how many subscribers or how many views you get on a certain video. Although it is nice, just have fun at the end of the day. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. There you go. Um, So I have to ask, like, you know, like I said, you've been doing this for about five years now. You have. I've already gushed about it enough, but like, you know, incredible stories, incredible storytelling skills, you know, uh, great scores and soundtrack producing aspects. Let's say, let's say I'm Mr. Moneybags, you know, big executive come to you and be like, look, we love what you do. You know, you tell incredible stories and we love every little aspect of you. We want to create the perfect or we want to create, we want to create the dream dark Somnium project. What would be the dream project for you? Um, I guess uh, something that, you know, uh, is fairly long. That's kind of like a full, like an adventure, you know, um, has, has like, you know, definitely uh, things for like sound design, music, 
Uh, if we're talking about like a type of story, I would say the closest example I could give would be the left-right game that I did, which is six hours long. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's got great characters in it. It's got um, a lot of really interesting stuff that happens. Um, I guess just anything like that, you know, that it's like a big adventure that, um, you know, starts out simple and then just goes into some like, you know, some crazy, uh, just big adventure, you know, uh, sorry, I don't really know if that's a great answer, but I think that, uh, 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 anything that, um, oh, sorry. No, I was going to. I was just going to say, I mean, like I said, this is your dream project. You can make it however big or advantageous that you want. I mean, this is the stuff that, like I said, that you want to do more than anything else. So I'm letting you just have at it. (laughs) Well, I guess like, you know, it'd be cool to, um, something I've always wanted to do is get like some animations for the videos, but, Mm. uh, not like, not like standard animations with just a bunch of people. Um, I've always wanted to try to get somebody who could draw like draw or animate in the same way you know like the art style for scary stories to tell in the dark right yes yes it's just like the black lines and stuff like sketched black lines like i really like that if i if i could get something like that you know like animated uh in the videos i'd really like that but obviously you know animation is not easy and i i can't draw at all so i'd have to completely rely on somebody else for that and when you you know stuff like that is insanely expensive you know to try to get somebody to fully animate you know like a a half an hour or hour long video like that i mean even like a five minute video is like a good like couple tens of thousands of dollars alone like that's Mm. yeah (laughs) yeah i mean that would definitely be something i'd really like to do okay okay i mean like i said i am mr money bags i got the big bags here so we can make that animation happen at some point uh Mm. but uh so again, like I said, so you you have you have all this incredible stuff going on. I have to ask that basically the generic question: Where do you hope to see yourself, say five, ten years from now? Um, if I'm still doing what I'm doing now, I'll be happy. You know, mm-hmm. like I feel very grateful to be where I am. Um, and if anything, if nothing changes, like I would be insanely grateful for that. Uh, especially with things going on right now. You know, I I know that a lot of people are struggling and I feel very fortunate that I am in the position I am where I can just, you know, like make YouTube videos or do these narrations, uh, for, you know, like my job and pay my bills and stuff. So Mm -hmm. if nothing changed, if everything stayed the way it was right now, I would be just beyond grateful for that. You know, I would be happy. Um, I can't really ask for anything more than, you know, what it, what this is because my dream when I was a kid was to become a film composer. And I'm honestly as close to being a film composer as I ever thought I would be like I I wanted to be a film composer but I never actually really thought I could you know yeah because personally I don't even really still like still I don't know how to read music or write music you know like notation stuff like that I went to college for it but I'm just terrible in school and I have no self I have no discipline so I just you know couldn't even really make myself learn the basics of it and all the music I make is by ear so uh, I've always doubted my actual ability to become a film composer Mm-hmm. But what I do right now is, is is if I never get closer than that, I'll still feel like I accomplished something, you know? I accomplished some sort of dream that I had uh, to re- be able to make music for a living. And I feel like while the narrations are more so, like most of that, I feel like the music is also a big part of it. So um, I guess if I was to say if there was anything I could improve on, maybe becoming clo- getting closer to being a film composer okay. in five years would be cool. I would like, you know, it'd be cool to eventually see my name 
in like you know the credits for a movie someday something like that but and honestly i can't really imagine anything else you know i feel like if i was to try to you know be like oh i want this this and that i would uh, uh i'd seem ungrateful for what i already have so i can't really imagine anything better than what i have honestly no i mean it's it certainly it, it's certainly great to see what you do have right now and all the the incredible stuff that you do how many times have I said incredible goodness? <laughs> no, but it, it, it's it's wonderful to see just all the stuff that you got going on. And honestly, I really do hope to see more for you, whether it be in that same vein or, like you said, with actually doing a film score. I was going to say, if I ever actually do decide to buckle down and get that you know, mass media degree, I'm going to be making some short films. I wouldn't mind a wonderful score from yourself. That'd be awesome. That'd yeah. be really cool. I mean, trust me, you're definitely going to be top of the list. I can, a lot better than some of the, you know, the royalty-free stuff. Not that that's bad, but, I mean, having an actual score is a lot better than just grabbing from royalty-free. <laughs> I'm sure you can attest to that oh. at times. Well, well, yeah, you can get, like, more, you know, specific uh, stuff yeah. when you have custom written. But, yeah, I mean, that'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, trust me, I, you, like I said, you're definitely top of the list. So I will not forget about you, my good sir. <laughs> Thank you. There you go. Um, as we're winding down, I really only have one last question for you. Um, I obviously, like you said, you know, you you've like entrenched yourself when it comes to music and narration, all this incredible stuff that is basically art. How important is art, not just for you, but for the world as a whole? I feel like it's definitely one of the most important things because uh, I feel like I feel like the. Uh, if if you don't have a way to express yourself or to get your emotions out uh, to um put like what you feel into something then they'll just get bottled up until you know they destroy you and music is the most accessible way to help people with that you know like i i'm not saying that music could help everybody but mm-hmm. i feel like for a lot of people it can provide an outlet that helps you know helps people keep going and helps people uh, get through stuff and everyone can write music. I feel like, I feel like a lot of people don't really have, um, confidence in themselves, but I feel like everybody, you know, everyone knows what sound, what would sound good to them. And as long as you know how to, you know, play some chords, you can make music. And I don't know, I feel like music and art like that is something that's very important to pretty much everybody even if they don't like making music, you know, everyone likes listening to music. They can express themselves through the music they listen to. They can listen to music that other people have made that when and know that they like, they feel what that person felt when they made it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just a, you know, it connects people. It uh, helps people with their emotions. And I feel like it's one of the most important things in life. I can't think of a better way to wear it myself. I, that, that was, yeah. It, it, the, when it comes to art, like, like you said, it's incredible just how easy it is for people to just connect with it in the first place, you know, cause you know, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. like, you know, like you said, just about anyone can do it, but yet, you know, words are wonderful, Nathan. <laughs> Basically long story short, I agree with you. It is wonderfully said. And with that, I'm all out of questions. Um, Ronnie, like I said at the beginning, thank you so much for taking time out of your day. Um, 
I've already shouted you with plenty of praise so far, but it's my podcast. I can I want to shout you with a little bit more. Um, uh, like I said, you know, the, the main reason why I brought you on, like I said, is because my dad. He he's he is a major inspiration for me. I'll be the first to admit that. And so, like you know, he like the stuff that he listens to. You know, I, the fact that I get to sit whenever I sit down and listen to it. It's incredible just how lived in, like, you make every single situation that you can. Um, even something that's completely, you know, far off and out of this world and celestial and all this different kind of stuff. It's incredible, like, how much you get a person sort of involved with it from all sorts of different levels of aspect. Like, you know, your narration is one of the, the easiest the easiest on the ears to listen to um the sound design that you have is incredible and heightens whatever the emotion or whatever the atmosphere is going on and just the production as a whole like i said before you basically are part of the generation you're basically creating the modern radio drama it's incredible to see what you do and i honestly cannot wait to see more what what's next for you because i really do hope the best for all that you do and with all future stories that you tell so thank you so much yeah thank you so much i really appreciate that it's the least I can do. <laughs> um, if I, this, you well, I was going to say if I if I can add something about the radio drama, which I think is interesting. Um, one of the ideas where I originally got like the way to portray the like what I do, mm-hmm. um, and I should have included this earlier, but I didn't think about it. Um, when I was a kid, my grandpa used to listen, or my grandma grandpa would listen to this thing called Radio Mystery Theater, and oh. it was like the. Like I it was that. pretty much like an audio drama and I hated it because every summer I'd go out to their house and I would sleep on the other end of the house that was all dark and stuff. And they, uh, they'd listen to it and it had this really creepy creaking door sound effect when it started mm-hmm. and it, it creeped me out. But, uh, yeah. So when I started my stuff, um, and when I started like, you know, presenting it recently, I started presenting it as like the no sleep radio, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like a tribute to, uh, the radio mystery theater stuff that my grandparents would listen to. So, yeah, I appreciate well, you saying go. that about the audio drama stuff. There we go. That's a good way for it to come full circle more than anything else. I mean, like, <laughs> like you said, your your grandma was part of the inspiration for you to get into, like, music and stuff. So what better way to sort of have an homage to that than with, like you said, the, the, mystery, the, the mystery radio drama theater thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah. Long story short, like I said, thank you so much for once again taking time out of your day, sit down, chat. I really do appreciate it. Um, go ahead and plug yourself for the people down at home. No, well, my channel name is The Dark Somnium. Uh, yeah, that's you can search on YouTube or Spotify. I have the No Sleep Radio, which is a podcast I recently started, which is essentially just you know the stories, but on you know Spotify and iTunes and stuff. Um, and then I have my music channel, Somnium Music, which is all that's also on Spotify and iTunes. So yeah, absolutely. And I'll be sure to have the link down below in the description for people if they're curious as well. Um, do you have any final words before we sign off? Um, no, I don't think so. And I appreciate you having me though. Well, I pre- once again, I really do appreciate you sitting down, chatting, talking, and like I said before, my offer still on the table. If you need some voice actor with this distinct voice or I could try to do different voices. That's part of being a voice actor. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, that'd be really fun. We should do that sometime. I'm totally down for it. But for that, for the people at home, I have left to say is Asta Wega Me Amigos. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't click off the podcast just yet. Now, I'm sure you heard me reiterate many times at the podcast that the main reason why I had Ronnie on was because of my dad. So, I thought it'd be a nice little treat 
if I had my dad actually say a few words to him. Luckily, with the permission of Ronnie, and the surprise of my dad, here's the fun little interaction the two had. I hope you guys have a wonderful evening. Put on these headphones. Good. And hold the mic and he'll be talking to you. Here you go, Ronnie. This is David. <laughs> Hello? Hello, Nathan. How are you today? Nathan, I'm David. I'm his dad. <laughs> oh, David. Oh, my bad. <laughs> well, it's nice to meet you. Well, it's nice to meet you, too. Uh, I'm a big fan. been listening to you for years. <laughs> wow, awesome. That's really cool. I appreciate that. Yeah, I liked a lot of your longer stories. Like, I like the uh, one with the, uh, where they're at a prison with the, uh, uh, the voids. It was like a yeah, yeah. It was like an eight part series. It was huge, but yeah, I enjoyed that. Oh one. yeah, yeah, that one was really fun. I really liked making the music for that one. Uh, I did too. I, I like I like listening to a lot of the music. Some of the music you've got going through there, the slower stuff. The, in fact, I think you had a uh, post up there at one time that you wanted to know what we'd r rather hear from you, and I'm more into the Silent Hill stuff too. So. Oh really? Oh cool. Yeah, that's my favorite type of music. I was actually pretty glad that that was the like you know one of the most picked or the most picked one. Yeah, no, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy listening to a lot. You know, I've listened to a lot of different narrators and stuff out there. It's just you have a lot of feeling in wh what you do. I can tell that you've got a passion for it, and I really enjoy listening to you narrate. I, even the same stories, like the Chernobyl one. I've heard two or three different people do the Chernobyl one, but I like yours the best, and I usually go back to that one to listen to when I want to hear it. Oh, well, thank you so much. I'm really happy to hear that. No, you, uh, you do a great job at what you do. I, I enjoy listening to it. Thank you. Thank you. Do you have any particular types of stories you like? I could look for a story for you. I like dark web, dark web stories, and but you know, I like, uh, I like the one like the uh, the prison one. You know, something, and I also like a lot of uh, what do they call them shapeshifters. I like those too. Oh, like skinwalkers and stuff. Yeah, skinwalkers, stuff like that. You know, just just stories, something that's got you know a twist to it and. I, I don't know. Most of the stuff you have, I like just because I like the way you read it out. I mean, cool. it, so it's it's a uh, like I say, it's not always the story; it's the narrator. So, I mean, it's awesome. You're you're my favorite narrator out of all of them, and I've listened to a lot of them. Thank you so much. I'm honored. I really appreciate that. Well, it's appreciated what you do. Thank you. And keep doing it. <laughs> Thank you. I will. But. That's all I want. I really just wanted to poke in. I mean, I'll let you get back to work. I'm glad you uh, took the time to do a podcast with my son. He, he's trying to get started. He enjoys doing this. So yeah, well, I'm de I'll definitely share it up when it's posted. Uh, let my you know know about it. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. But now he he, I like to say I'm probably a, I'm way bigger fan. I, I love listening to your stuff. Been listening to it for over two two three years. Ever since I started really uh -huh. listening. But yeah. I'm, Last night I was listening to the one about the uh, the guy that met up with the devil and ended up being a female. It's been a few oh, years yeah. ago. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Yeah, the where uh, at the bar. Yeah, I enjoyed that one. Yeah. I enjoy listening to I it. I like the was twist. A that was a great one. Thank you, thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Well, I'll be listening to stuff tonight too. So probably the live. Yeah. You got the live stream going tonight? Yeah, I do. I I also have this new story that I'm working on that's like. 40 minutes long i'm hoping to post it tonight but i might not because i have a bunch of sound designs to do on it so well i'll definitely yeah, be looking be... For, i'll be looking for it <laughs> cool. all right well i'll let you get back at it thanks for taking the time to talk to me 
Yeah, no problem. Thank you. It was an honor talking to you. It was nice yeah. meeting you. Nice talking to you too. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. Hey, no, thank you. There we go. Uh, that was fun, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes.